2: Yeah, what's up? This is Dark Side for the Moto X-Pod Show. Welcome to the Pulp Mix Wrap-Up Show, the number one Moto Wrap-Up Show in the industry. And I'm here to discuss this week's Pulp Mix Show with a couple guests. But first, let me tell you about our awesome sponsors. Guts Racing was established in 1990 as a premier off-highway seat manufacturing company, offering high-performance seat covers and foam for motocross, supercross, even off-road competition. Guts Racing has worked with every top rider at some point of their career, From Steve Lampson to Jeremy McGrath in the 90s, Ricky Carmichael and James Stewart in the 2000s, and today with Rockstar Husky Pro Circuit Kawasaki and JGR Suzuki, as well as many others. If it's style and performance you want, you've come to the right place. Check out GutsRacing.com for info on the many products offered, such as the Phantom Light Seat Foam. And listen, you know all about Michelin motorcycle tires from the Pulp Show, and now I'm excited to announce the Michelin Bicycle Tires is a proud sponsor of the Pulp Wrap-Up Show. In 1891, Michelin patented the first detachable bead pneumatic bicycle tire, and to this day, Michelin continues to innovate and produce world-class podium finishing products for both road and mountain bikes. If you'd like to ride the same Michelin bicycle tires as mountain bike legend Cam Zinc and the 2019 EWS champion Sam Hill, then visit bike.michelin.com for all the details on Michelin's extensive range of bicycle products and follow them on Instagram at Michelin Bicycle. And of course, those who ride dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs know Motosport is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear, and accessories. Motorsport.com's dedicated team of gearheads have the knowledge and expertise to help get your ride working at peak performance and have you looking good too. Whether you race on the track, ride on the trails, or commute on the street, make your next ride your best ride only at Motosport.com. And I want to welcome on our new sponsor, Seal Savers. Since 1999 Seal Savers has offered the ultimate protection of the off-road industry. Seal Savers is the original fork seal protection starting with the original Seal Savers to prevent dirt, dust and mud from getting into your fork seals. Seal Savers has since revolutionized fork seal protection with their Zip On Seal Savers, making installation a breeze. So check out their full line of Moto products as well as intuitive products for your side-by-side. Seal Savers is the original and the ultimate when it comes to protection. Enter the code PULP25 for 25% off at SealSavers.com. Hey, and don't forget to visit PulpMexShow.com for sponsor links and discount codes as well as the Amazon widget. If you want to be on the PulpMex Wrap-Up Show with me to talk about the PulpMex Show, or you want to contribute a question or topic for the Hello Pookie segment, send it to DarkSide at PulpMex.com. Okay, let's get to our guests.
3: Yeah, we'll raise Ryder D. We'll get there. We'll raise some more time. (laughs) Yeah, man, we're going to bounce big. It's going to be sick. (laughs) What's up, boys? We
2: are back for another episode of the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show. This week, episode 449, Jason Thomas, Jason Wygant, and Filthy Field Nicoletti all in studio. Cooper Webb, Dustin Pipes, Alex Martin, uh, Shorty all on the phone. And tonight I have a couple special guests to go over this show. First up from Race Tech. Mr. Checkers, brought to you by Seal Savers. What's up, dude?
4: Dude, happy to be here to talk to my star rider a couple of weeks out from the Supercross opening.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about talking to this guy. I think he's going to do big things this year. We're going to talk about that in just a moment, but i got to introduce him first. Brought to you by Michelin Bicycle Tires, Mr. Alex Ray. What's up, dude?
1: Oh, not too much. I wouldn't say I was, I'd was. be his star athlete. I feel like that would be more Chris blos, but, uh, you know, I... Uh, you know, uh, happy to be on here with you guys and to uh, talk about the freaking show that we had on Monday night. That's for sure.
2: It's going to be a lot of fun, and I would take that compliment as a star athlete. I would take it. I'd put it in my resume and run with it. Oh that. yeah,
1: I'm, I'm for sure. I'm for sure running with it. I put it in my pocket. I'm going to save it yeah. for later. Sure. I'll, cu-
2: I'll cut that audio. I'll send it to you, and you can send that out to anybody that you need. Uh, send it Perfect. to Mitch Payton. You know, Factory Kawasaki. I like somebody. That.
1: Yeah, I like that a
2: lot. Well, obviously, I'm Dark Side. I'm brought to you by Guts Racing. We're going to talk about the sponsors here in a little bit, but let's let's get into a couple things with Episode 449. Right off the bat, uh, a new sponsor, Decal Works, back on. I think I want to say they were a sponsor a long time ago, uh, but that's kind of cool checkers. He's got, you know, 2021, a couple new sponsors. Roost MX is still on board with some of the other shows, but Decal Works on for the main show.
4: Yeah, always cool to welcome new people, and obviously they're a leader in, in the graphics side of things. And um, I mean, I just never saw Roost going away because they've been there forever, it seems like. And um, I know Steve does great for his sponsors, but uh, I'm sure that Decal Works, they, they came on at a higher level. It looks like they a the presenting level sponsors, so that always obviously is more lucrative and whatnot. And I'm sure that they'll be able to do some really cool things together with the, the budget that Decal Works
2: has to work with. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll get a raise for this wrap-up show. I don't know, but uh, I, I was also quite surprised when he said that because of the relationship with Roost and Christina and Chris Denny. You know, they they supply a lot of the pulp shirts that we buy, uh, so I was surprised, but yeah, the, the money, the bigger, more money, I'm sure makes a huge deal, huge uh, impact on the show, A-Ray. Hey, I mean, anytime you get a sponsor with more money, you got to jump on it.
1: Yeah, I, I'm a little, I'm a little bitter towards it because Christina's obviously like my, my, that's my woman right there. You know, what I mean, like she's the one who pretty much gave me like the big break. Yeah, you know, to you know, off of Privateer Island, you know. So, <laughs> uh, so I mean, it's a little bit, it's a little bit, you know, bitter for me. But I mean, hey. Money, money talks. I guess you could say
2: so. Yeah, I think I like. I was a little bit bummed also at first until he said that they're still on board with some of the other shows. So that's good. We, you know, they're still in good standing. And like you said, yeah, Chris, Christina, and Chris were always some of the most welcoming people in the pits when when it was time for me to like try to find some lunch or something. Chris and Christina were always like, yeah, come to the Cycle Trader truck, come get some food.
1: So, oh yeah. All right. Yeah, she's always good
2: yeah yeah they're good people okay so checkers uh listen I, I love my favorite stuff pulp probably does is the review shows with him jt and weege so i was really really excited with this for this show coming up and then to have them throw in filthy phil uh, filthy phil is always gold he's always grumpy we got a lot of good stuff from him what do you think of the show overall did you like phil thrown into the mix with those two guys or how'd you feel about the dynamic
4: yeah, I thought Phil was incredible, and Luigi's is a professional at anything on a microphone. He just I feel like he can go in without preparing or anything. I mean, they've talked about that a little bit on, on past shows, or like the live shows and stuff. He can just wing it really well. Um, the one part of the dynamic that maybe I didn't like so much was JT's really good at riling Steve up and getting him fired up, and because those two did such a good job and were kind of the focus of the attention that we didn't get a ton of classic JT moments of him just jabbing at Steve and arguing with him about
2: everything. I I absolutely agree. I actually had that sort of in my notes for later, but let's, I felt like JT kind of stepped back a little bit, A-Ray, and didn't have as much input as I think he would have if Phil wasn't there. And actually on YouTube, some people were saying that they thought like that JT might've been annoyed by Phil, but I think that's just, that's his, as they say, his resting dick face. That's just the way he looks, but I think he just kind of took a step back and let the other guys run with it a lot more.
1: Yeah, I I completely agree. I feel like it was a really good show. Um, yeah, and you had three really good co hosts. You had sort of like the happy, upbeat Jason Wygant, and then you had the grumpy, you know, pissed off like filthy Phil, who's negative about everything, and then you sort of had a, like an analyst, which was which was JT. And like you said, like he didn't talk as much as he normally does. So I feel like. Like you said, I mean, it's it's normal for JT to look like he's got a resting dick face, but <laughs> I mean, I guess I mean a lot of people maybe wanted to hear a lot of um uh, Phil's opinions yeah. rather than JT's because they they hear they hear JT's opinion every Monday. So. Yeah, I think
2: that's a good point, and uh, I, I was kind of curious how you know Phil's been in studio, I believe, before, but that it that's a big that's big shoes to fill when you have th- those other three guys. And I think Phil yeah. held his own. And, you know, before we get into Phil, I want to go back to Weege uh, checkers and say, you know, I think Weege probably n- needs to do some more in-studio stuff with Steve because, as you know, A. Ray, every time you're in studio, Steve gives you a little bit of money. And now Weege is he's not doing uh, the, the Australian X Open. He's not doing Geneva. He's not doing straight rhythm boy's got to make some more money he's he may be hurting this year checkers Yeah, and he's
1: always talking about saving so yeah. I mean, hey anywhere he can make a buck i feel like you know
4: he's, he's in
2: yeah you think that has any any real effect on it checkers
4: i don't think the money is about probably <laughs> even close to justifying him having to go home and explain to his family that hey i'm gonna be gone even longer <laughs> right and i'm really only making this much i i don't think that i don't think steve's quite comparing to those gigs money-wise i doubt it not yet anyway we got to keep growing the pulp nation
2: yeah exactly all right so back to phil phil in studio gave us gave us we got some news about phil for later this year let's hear it
5: the most important thing of the night never mind super cost, never mind anything you are racing in america in 2021 450 motor car series yeah
6: yep on um, blue crew on blue crew yep that's the plan obviously nothing's you know, no PR or whatever, but yeah, I'll be down here in the States riding a for for yeah, Mertz well, is holding things up or? Uh I wish he'd always work, you know, faster and harder for me, you know. <laughs> right. Um right. sometimes I gotta slap him in the butt and get going. Seems like other people are more of a priority sometimes yeah. Young, younger kids at like donuts and whatnot but right, uh, right. i just couldn't wait anymore i was trying to do some things up there yeah. just the monster cali team's
5: got a, a spot right yeah but,
6: ball, yep. the ball wasn't rolling right. i couldn't get what i wanted and this that and i was just like you know what i i got people that still want to stick with me awesome sponsors and good people and i was just like i'm gonna right. go this route and, and do it, it
5: it seems like motorsport it's gonna be on board uh I can't officially No, confirm. but it seems yes, like it. Yes, yes, yes. And thanks to me.
6: Yes. Thanks uh, to me yes, for putting I that can, together. I can firmly say uh, Steve helped with that. So. FXR, I helped with that deal a couple st- years I back. I still don't believe the FXR deal. You should be getting any commission, any of that. Uh.
2: So, Checkers, I couldn't be any more excited that Phil's coming back to the States for outdoors. That That's going to make great entertainment on Pulp. And I really like the fact that he kind of said, hey, you know, he was working on this Canadian deal, but it wasn't coming together, and he just couldn't wait, and he had to make a decision uh, and do what he felt was best for him. So uh, I thought that was good stuff.
4: Yeah, and, I mean, Phil's a veteran now. He's not going to race for absolutely nothing. And, I mean, they get into it later in the show. He knows his value. So props to both him and Steve and his agents and, you know, everybody to go out and find money when it's really hard to find money. Yep. to be able to go racing, because he's not going to go racing at a low level. Like, he's he's going to put himself on a good motorcycle, which, granted, it doesn't take a ton to get a good motorcycle, but it takes a good pe- group of people around you. And, yeah, we're we're the ones that are going to be spoiled by it, because it sounds like we're going to get a year fill almost weekly, if not weekly, as part of this deal, which is brilliant of to, Steve to, to do. And um, Agent Steve taking credit for it, but rightfully <laughs> so, right? Like, the motorsport deal, I'm sure... You know, I remember getting a text or a phone call from Steve about about A-Race, uh two years ago. I think when the Hep deal was kind of falling apart or wasn't coming together. Of, hey, do you know anything? Can you connect a couple people together with me? I mean, he really does go out of his way for guys like that. And I mean, yes, in the long run, it brings him more of an audience, and people like to hear from Phil. He's a good character. The same with Alex, but he's also doing it because he likes to help people out.
2: Yeah, you're right about that. And I was going to ask, well, A Ray, I'll ask you, I guess, t- about that. Uh, Steve loves taking credit for stuff, but oh yeah, on air. But the reality is, he does do a lot. Uh, so him taking no, he, credit makes it funny. But I mean, he, yeah, he, he has a big heart.
1: Cares about his friends, like you know, like you said, he does have a big heart. Um, you know, and if you're in his sort of close circle, I mean, he's going to do anything and everything he can to take care of you. Um, you know, in the power of pulp it freaking helps out, man. I mean, he's helped me and even, even my team get sponsors. I mean, you know, like we have a big, uh, firepower deal, uh, you know, and quite a few sponsors that sponsored the pulp and mech show on the SGB team, you know, all thanks to Steve. So, um, he's really good at that. And I feel like he put out a helping hand for, uh, um, you know, Phil and, uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds like he's going to be racing, uh, this summer at freaking outdoors. So we got one more guy that we got to worry about.
2: How's that make you feel? That's all you need, right? One more guy.
1: Uh, it, yeah. Yeah. It just, it, it, pisses me off, but whatever. <laughs> I'm just, it's a, hey, a, hey, every year that of feel racing outdoors is like, I'm just going to get, uh, a middle finger thrown at my face every time, every yeah. freaking weekend, you know, during qualifying.
2: Yeah. You'll get a throat slit gesture for sure. Which I have a note about that for later, but um, so I hope the Instagram comes back that I haven't seen. Was it the bad news, Phil, or you know, Black Cloud, Phil? I, I bad news, Phil has to come back.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's got to come back. That's for sure. That's like that was one of the best Instagram accounts ever.
2: Oh, a hundred percent. So maybe now that he's gonna, coming back to the states, we'll get a little more of that. Um, I do want to ask you about this, Ray. I meant to ask you right at the beginning of the show before we got on here. You sent me a picture of what you were doing. Yeah. Do you think? If we just asked the general public what they think you were working on, what part of your motorcycle do you think they'd be able to guess? Uh
1: th- yeah, they would they I'm pretty sure that they would be able to guess one hundred percent. I mean, it's it's no secret.
2: Smoking clutches, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know it. We we gotta get you like
2: a a a, a Henson deal. Like you need a full like No, two- no, no,
1: no, dude. I'm recluse. I'm a big ah, recluse rec- guy. Okay, yeah. well,
2: how come you don't have one then?
1: Well, I have one. I was just checking it. Okay. I was oh. just checking it. Everything's good. Okay. All, everything's good. The recluse works great. I was just checking my clutch to see what it looked like because it was a long day at Moto's today.
2: Gotcha. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough, checkers. We won't bust on him too hard. He gets enough crap during the week. Um, all right. I want to ask both of you guys this because I haven't talked to either of you this week. I want to kind of go back to last week's show, but let's listen to a little piece of audio and then I'm going to get your opinions.
5: What about last week's show? i mean where do we start i i thought it was an all-timer dark side the pony pod
1: didn't yeah dark side wasn't completely on board
5: right there were some others that weren't completely on board too but uh i would say most people thought it was entertaining at least i mean come on right like if you if you watched it or listened to it and you weren't at least entertained like whether you thought it was good or right like if you weren't at least entertained something's wrong Uh. with you yeah, Pony was not happy with last week's show. No? Not happy. Okay. Dude. No, okay. no. He, he didn't, wasn't able to watch all of it or, or listen to all of
2: no, it. No, I,
4: I did. I had to, but I would have probably bailed had I not
2: had to.
5: He doesn't like the drunken guests. He just doesn't. Wah,
2: wah,
3: wah. Six hours.
4: <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you agree, though? It was, it's really 50-50. Like, there's no in-between on last week's show. Either they hated it or they loved it.
5: Marks, I feel like it was 75-25 positive.
4: mm
1: yeah, I would say no, uh, I'd go
4: the other.
2: Well, Dark, I'd go the other way, and my my response is Dark Side, What you got to remember is is the people that are responding to you
5: uh, generally like you, so you're going to get a little bit of of <laughs> you know a little bit of bias in your in your feedback. I would bet. And so now, darkside's trying to run the show and and have his own opinion <laughs> about the, the content.
2: I am trying to run the show because I want to take it over. I want Pulp Nation to be mine. But a hey, Ray, I want to get your thoughts on last week's show. Uh, you know. tell me i'm wrong or tell me i'm right
1: i mean i can understand where you're coming from but i thought it was pretty comical i mean i just i don't know i me personally i thought it was pretty funny um you know for i don't know it's just something different i mean it's not it it was just something that was just out of the ordinary it wasn't like any other show that's true it was like it was just a drunken show. I mean, I feel like you gotta throw that in there every now and then. And I feel like it's gonna get more more plays than any other show because it's like something different. Like, hey, did you listen to the freaking pulp show last night? RV was hammered, like, oh no way, what? We're gonna go listen to it. So yeah. I mean, there's I mean, it's kind of like it goes both ways. I can see where you're coming from whenever you wanna be informed about like info and stuff with the sport and everything like that. But at the same time, you got to you got to crack some jokes every now and then, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And,
2: and, and I didn't hate it. And and I'm perfectly fine with the fact that a lot of people did like it. It's it seems like it's the other side. The people that did like it are mad at me for not liking it. But I wasn't alone. <laughs> I wasn't alone. But but I I, I guess I'll just take if, if Mark says I'm wrong, I trust Mark's. So I don't trust Steve. He just likes to shit on me. What about you, Checkers? (laughs) What would you think?
4: I feel a little bit like a dick because I mean I can drop a few course lights with the best of them, but uh, I really I liked it until about when Mitch came on, and I almost feel like they ruined Mitch's interview. And Mitch is always a fantastic guest, and not to say that there wasn't entertaining facts, like or entertaining points, like Skip yelling in the background (laughs) at them and stuff was was hilarious to me. And I think I can put up with with one guest that's getting a little loose. But I think it was the fact that both of them were were pretty beyond words, uh, that they couldn't pull, uh, put thoughts together and stuff. That It really made it tough for me to listen to, honestly. And then, yeah, like I said, it made me a little bummed because I like to hear what guys like Mitch have to say. And yeah. They kind of spoiled that, in my opinion. So I honestly wasn't a huge fan, but I'm not – I mean, I'd listen to the whole thing still, um, although I almost had to force myself through the end of it. Just, I mean, I didn't want to miss – anything that was golden and at the same point it is it's like a gnarly crash like it's not a good thing necessarily you don't want to see it all the time but at the same point everyone's going to go watch it and go listen to it i was more surprised that steve was okay with it because we always talk about how he he runs a tight ship and wants to know exactly what's going to happen and what's going on and
1: very truly
4: really frustrated when he loses control and he had no control yeah but i guess he knew from show 400 he had no control going into it and he just sat back and let it happen
2: yeah, I, 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 okay. So first, I want to say, I'm gonna say that you agree with me, checkers. I'm just taking that as you yeah. agreeing with me. Yeah. So if you take the three of us on this show, the higher percentage of people didn't love it. So Steve and Marks are wrong. That's what I'm going with. So,
4: well, I didn't mean to commit to that much. <laughs> well, it's too late. I took it. Put me in a corner now. I'm taking it.
2: it. It, that's my win. I want it. Um, but I agree. I think Steve knew going in it was gonna be a little bit of a shit show. And I don't think Steve loved it as much as he says he did. I I could be wrong, but I don't know. I just I, I heard some. I Steve heard,
1: has a very very sh- like a short fuse. I would say like he yeah he gets yeah he yeah. So and I was I was wondering the same thing too. I'm like, is Steve about to lose his shit? Like, because even if you're in the show. And you're in studio, and if you, like, touch your phone or you're looking at your phone, <laughs> yeah, he gives you the biggest death, death stare ever. Oh, yeah. So. I've got that.
2: I got that when I coughed on air at the Vegas show last year or in 19. Yeah, 19. <laughs> I coughed. And, like, I, I do this, too, right, on my own show. So I know to not do that on air, but it was one of those coughs that there was, like, I couldn't stop it. And he gave me the worst look. I was like, sorry, dude. But, yeah, I feel you. Yes. But I think, again, like you said, Checkers, he was sort of prepared for it. Knew what he was getting into. Because like you said, A-Ray, they were taking their headphones off. They were getting up, sitting down. They were yelling in the background. And he just kind of rolled with it. So, yeah, I think he, he he prepared ahead of time. What do you guys think, A-Ray? They, they, he, Steve said that uh, Weimer and Villapoto would like to come back in and do it sober or at least a lot less drunk. Um, Do you think they could get through the show that way? And do you think fans would enjoy it more or less?
1: Um, personally, I still think that Jake would take forever to answer a question. Cause that's just sort of how he is Yeah, <laughs> a little bit, but, um, I think it would be more enjoyable. Uh, I think they would have, I mean, I mean, personally, I think Ryan has a lot of good points, um, whenever sure. he does explain stuff, I mean, yep. you know, I mean, shit, he was one of the, I mean, he was the best in the world at, at his time, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, he's just got a lot of knowledge that he can, he can spread you know?
2: So totally agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they'd be great guests, uh, that sober and even a little tipsy, just, yeah. Like, like you said, checkers just, just
1: like, just keep it at a six, not yes. go to like a 12,
2: which is what they said they were going to do anyway, but it, that didn't work now <laughs> that, that, and they blamed that on skip for uh, bringing in the beer, but I kind of feel like they were, they were already on their way there anyway, but all right, let's move on. Um, weeds brought up Something that I thought was a really good idea, Checkers. He talked about the old Ask Ping column in the magazine that's been vacant, and that he he's trying to negotiate something with Phil. Let's check this out.
3: We have more news. <laughs> so we've been negotiating for a while, and I can tell you why this motorsport deal hasn't happened yet, or okay. the Rockstar deal hasn't okay. Phil is a shockingly hardcore negotiator. He doesn't roll over. You would think. That Phil's the kind of easy-going guy yeah, 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 that would sure, just dude. throw whatever you no, want at him. No,
5: because Phil has told me, like, if they're not paying, I'm not fucking racing. Like, you know, like, he's very, yeah. Well,
3: that's what I had to do. I'm with.
5: not. It's got to make sense.
3: All I'm trying to do is prevent Phil from moving back to New York and becoming a prison guard or whatever he right. said he's going to do.
5: Right, Bobby, Bobby K-style.
3: And I've been trying to think of who could fill that kind of unfiltered, snarky... And life advice outside of just
5: yeah, motocross. Right, yeah because it's not just motocross. Yeah. Right. So
3: I'm like, okay, Phil's looking for a ride. We're trying to keep Phil relevant. We want to keep Phil on the racetrack. Mm-hmm. We want to keep him in the industry. we We're Thinking we're piecing it all together. But then the negotiations started. And as you guys know, we don't really throw the cash around. <laughs> big time. <laughs> right, right. At X <laughs> Right. Uh, I believe we're going to do this. I believe we're going to do it. Right. Phil's going to take his, uh, his welfare-level pay. That yeah. we're gonna give
6: them. I think it's worse than that, but okay.
3: Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you're Not doing a bit all. Yeah. Well, I don't know what I, I think. Did the,
6: I did the math, and the price per question is. He did. <laughs> no. Jesus.
3: He hit me with that. He said, "How many questions a week?" I'm like, two or three, and he's yeah. like, "52 weeks." He's like, "That's 150 some questions." He like, divided fuck. the dollars by that, wow. and I'm like, "Oh man, we're in trouble now." Jesus.
2: Phil. All right, a Ray. Two things with this. What do you? Like, how do you think a column with Phil would go? And is weeds not being extremely hypocritical about Phil being somewhat cheap and, 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 you know, wanting to get paid?
1: I mean, yeah. You're just trying to negotiate with someone who's just as cheap as you are, which is, which is kind (laughs) of hard. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I feel like it would, I, I think it would be pretty good if he did, he did something like that, um, and that would even be a good name. I mean, they sort of slip, slipped it in there. It's unfiltered. I feel like that would be perfect with Phil's name in it. Yep. I feel like that'd be something cool. I mean, I'd probably, I'd probably buy a racer X and read it.
2: Well, hell yeah. I mean, that I, I used to like to ask, ask ping and and Phil with his personality, he would probably tell people they're dumb dicks or whatever. And
1: yeah, know. I mean, it just sort of depends on how good he can type. Right.
2: Well, yeah, he might he might have to like just send it to somebody and they they'd have to transpose it probably, but who knows? But I think it'd be great checkers. Uh and, and I I thought the idea coming from Racer X is great. Hopefully this happens.
4: Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that the reason he was out there is he was going to jo- join him on the previous shows, but I haven't seen anything. Oh, else good point. He might have just came in for the night, but Yeah. um which Ping had that role too and um and initially when they started talking about that he has new plans for next year before they started talking about riding outdoors. I'm like, oh, they're bringing him in fully into that role of race X guy, and that's why he's there with those guys It all started to come together and then, oh, he's doing racing, and then to hear about the column. And As long as they get his first off-the-cuff answer and he doesn't think about it, I think there'll be great answers and and stuff. He just, his sense of humor, um, I think it's a sense of humor. I mean, it's not really an act or anything. It's just his natural personality, I guess, as well is it's right up my alley it's very entertaining for sure
2: yeah you know i the first time i met phil i think was at uh your hometown race in tennessee uh hey ray was that was that when he was on factory husky i think um uh the last race maybe so yeah yeah yeah. 18 yeah, 18?
1: yeah. yeah 18
2: so yeah that's when i met him and i was kind of like oh man he's gonna be like i'm gonna tell him that i listen to pulp and he's gonna tell me i'm an idiot but he was super cool and then you know he's been on the show and I've talked to him a couple times here and there. He's always really friendly. So yeah, I think it is somewhat humor, uh, you know, it is who he is. But I don't think he's like an asshole. He's just being funny and being himself. So like I said, he, hopefully he's he's a, he's a good
1: dude until you piss him off or oh, do, or, yeah, or I do can something see that. or getting his way and qualifying and then you're getting a throat slit yep. or a middle finger. Right, <laughs> right. I've right. gotten a few of those. Well, see, I've that will never happen for, for sure. me,
2: so I should be good. I'll never get <laughs> in All his right. way. Uh, hey. Okay. You guys know all about Michelin motorcycle tires from the Pulp Mex Show, and now I'm excited to announce that Michelin Bicycle Tires is a proud sponsor of the Pulp Mex Wrap-Up Show. In 1891, Michelin patented the first detachable bead pneumatic bicycle tire, and to this day, Michelin continues to innovate and produce world-class podium finishing products for both road and mountain bikes. If you'd like more, more info on Michelin bicycle tires, visit bike.michelin.com for all the details of on Michelin's extensive range of bicycle products. And thanks to Randy Richardson, we're going to give away a set of Michelin mountain bike tires from this show. So if you're listening, I'll give you guys two weeks to get the answer in. Uh, I'm going to give you a trivia question. Send your answers to darkside at pulpmx.com. Here's the question: A race best finish in Supercross 2020 was what position and what race, and I, got a, I want a bonus question, what is A-Race Dog's name? Send me your answers Ooh. to darkside at pulpmix.com, and I will pick a winner for the Michelin mountain bike tires, thanks to Michelin Bicycle and Randy Richardson, in two weeks. Not next week's show, but the week at So the week after Houston, we'll announce a winner. I, uh, it, go ahead.
1: Is it sad that I don't even know that que- the, the answer to that question about but, the results?
2: That is sad, but I'm glad because I was worried you might actually say it when I when I asked the question. So oh,
1: let me ask you this: no, I, I don't even I don't even I don't even know. I just want to write this whole the whole 2020 year off. I yeah. mean, I could tell you my best result from 19, but not not 20.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, don't throw it out there. We'll get a winner for some Mission of Mountain Bike tires, and you guys can get out and grind on your mountain bikes. Uh, there, I've got a set, and they're bitching. I I still don't have the BMX tires though. I don't think I'm going to get them. All right, first big guest of the night was Cooper frickin' Webb. I love Cooper Webb, Checkers. I love his attitude. Uh, he. I want to ask you this. A lot of people who don't know Cooper, just the casual fan, think he's, like, cocky and he's arrogant. Um, I think he's just confident, and I've had enough t- chances to talk to the guy that I don't believe he's, like, a cocky mother effer, you know. How do you think he came across Monday night on Pulpamex, you know, just talking about, his, his expectations and uh, what's been going on?
4: I think he came across matured and mellowed. Um, there's definitely been a huge maturity there yes. over the past five, three four seasons. And, I mean, I can understand where people are coming from because I was far from a Cooper Webb fan when he came in um, because of that. And he matured just enough to, and backed it up as well to where I absolutely love it now because it's crews with people and i love drama i think it's entertaining (laughs) i love lcqs for that reason yeah i like that he'll go in and smash someone he'll go talk crap to someone before the gate drops um i and he came off quietly confident and just enough little jabs at his buddies and and whatnot too to say that hey i'm a real person but i also have a sense of humor and i have fun and that i'm not full of myself completely either
2: exactly what i thought how about you, Ray? You probably know him. I don't know how well you know him, but I'm sure you've talked to him. What would you think of his? Uh, how he came off on the show Monday night?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I know him. I know him pretty well. Uh, you know, we've we've hung out a little bit, spent some time. Uh, but yeah, he's. I don't think he's cocky at all. I just think that he's just. He just wants to win. I think yep. he wants to win, and he's he's really hungry right now. Yeah. So, That's- um, I don't think he came off cocky at all. Any anything? I just think that he's freaking ready to come in here and. and open a can of whoop ass.
2: Yeah, and actually he's my pick for this for the series. Uh and he's my pick. I think
1: he's mine too. Yeah. I think he's mine too. Just the way he rides the bike and everything like that. Just whenever he he's whenever he's on, he's on. He can attack, he can do things and like they were saying on the show, like he would qualify like eighth and then J T would ride him off for the night for like fantasy purposes. And then, boom, he would freaking win. He'd pull something out of his ass and just win. I like that.
2: I do, too. I like that Steve brought that up. Also, uh, A-Ray, I want to ask you this since you're the racer. um, I I was – jeez, I'm I'm stumbling here. But Cooper clearly didn't like the Salt Lake City being there for the whole time. He doesn't like the change in schedule. He said he hoped it would go back to the original – uh, you know the way we've always done it, and he he kind of brought up the fact, like you know, if something goes wrong, there's really no recovery days. Like no, there's not. So you're are you on board with that theory? Because I kind of thought everybody liked being in a city for a week and not having to rush back. You know, on the travel side, it seems really beneficial.
1: So it's sort of hit and miss. Um, I'll just have. We'll ha- I mean, ask me here in a few weeks. <laughs> okay. You know, um, but. I feel like whenever we're at salt lake, we were at one spot for a month. You know what I mean? So this year with this way, the schedule is, we're going to be at several different places for like maybe a week or two weeks at a time. Whenever we go to Orlando and Daytona. So it, I, I do agree with him about like the, uh, the recovery because me personally, I did have a crash in salt lake and it took me, it took me a, a week to get, get back going. I had a hematoma on my knee. So, um, it took a bit for the swelling to get down and next thing you know, we gotta race again. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's just one of those things where you just gotta stay healthy. Um, I, you know, I mean, recovery wise, say like after a Saturday night, I don't think it'll be, you know, that difficult like on the body. Let's say if you didn't have a crash, because I mean, we usually race on Saturdays, fly home Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, bike ride or maybe light riding on Monday, and then it's back to 220s on Tuesday. So, um, it that really doesn't affect the schedule, really doesn't affect the body that much. It's just mainly just staying healthy the whole time,
2: right? Okay. Uh, checkers, you brought up Webb kind of hit, busting balls with his buddies. He, like, he, he was giving Phil some shit, and uh, Phil was giving Cooper some shit and said he was going to hold up Cooper in the outdoors, and then they got into talking about. This was some good stuff. Like, he uh, Phil said something about, I've already seen one of my buddies walk the plank this year talking about Cooper getting married, which, we'll, we'll talk about the relationship stuff in a little bit. Uh, yeah, the bachelor party got brought up. Seth Rarick got brought up. All that, like, was some, maybe my favorite moment of the night was this that stuff right there.
4: Yeah, it's the behind the scenes you don't get with a top guy as much, right? Yeah, like yeah. Super entertaining and good, and then, Obviously, it got better when Seth called in to defend himself, but it was very, very relaxed, um, comfortable between two buddies, and we just got to be a fly on the wall and listen to it, which was cool. And I think that's what Pulp brings out in a lot of guys is you get to see a lot more personalities, and that's where they need to, as riders, I mean, I think you need to do these shows when you can do it. Yeah. Because as a fan that's just sitting at home, I mean, you can have your opinion on someone, but if you get to hear them talk and and whatnot, it can definitely change that or skew it. I mean, we watched it with the uh when Tony Leslie came on more recently that the fifty percent less crazy interview. Um, right. he went from, you know, going into there with a bunch of people really just bad mouthing him and he earned not everybody's respect, but actually a lot of respect from guys from that show. Um I definitely saw a lot of positive response for it. So Yeah. Um that's what Pulp does, though it gets guys in more of a real environment versus right at the race when everybody's serious and stuff like that, where a lot of the media content comes from.
2: Absolutely. Hey Ray, what are you working on? I can hear you back there. Oh, sorry.
1: It's good. (laughs) I can cut it out.
2: I'll cut it out later. No worries. All right. I'm just giving you shit. Um, the other thing, this was really, I I like this part of what Cooper said. Uh, Phil asked him a question. I'm going to play the audio and we'll discuss this particular segment
6: what changed and don't give the typical bs answer oh, I felt good that night whatever <laughs> what changed on the bike because it was
0: pretty substantial like yeah what was the difference as a team we, yeah we changed a lot with with suspension and just kind of um put our heads together on on what exactly i felt like i needed to feel comfort wise and what we needed to do and yeah and i think just too like raj was was pretty pissed i mean he was Straight up, like, look, you know, you you won this championship. You won the most races last year, and after these first four rounds, you know, you're you're not even a top three guy. Like, wh- what the hell? He and I remember he he asked me like, do you want to win a championship or are you just content? And
2: <laughs> all right, checkers, I'm gonna let you go first. That what you just said. That's not the typical stuff you would hear from a guy. Very insightful, pretty honest. You know, basically telling us that Roger was pissed. You're not you're not performing and that is the kind of stuff in my mind that would really fire up Cooper. But I love that he told us that.
4: For sure. And I think that's the experience of Roger as well of I'm guessing he knew how to motivate Cooper. And that was to come straight at him like that of what are we doing here? Yeah. And then at the same point, you know, he backed it up by that whole team going to work extremely hard of we're gonna give you whatever you need but you need to give us everything that you have if we're going to go, going to go do this. Um, and I mean, it changed his season for sure. Um, had it not been for the Texas crash, I mean, I think he was on a run to definitely be in the mix, if not try to claim the title again. Uh,
2: again, I agree with you, uh, A. Ray. Uh, Phil asked him what he did. He really, he kind of. I, and I think Checkers gave me this in his notes. He didn't really give us a definitive answer, but the whole on the, what they on what they changed. Yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> but he did say, yeah. you know, he needed something to feel more comfortable. So, I mean, in my mind, he's not saying like, oh, the team's not doing what they needed. He He's saying, Hey, I wasn't comfortable. I had to fix something. I don't know. What do you, what'd you take for that?
1: I feel like maybe he had to fix something mentally, uh, yeah. mentally in his mind, you know, uh, or just maybe just nut up and hit the whoops, like come into him <laughs> a little bit faster. Yeah. I don't know, but, uh, I mean, the mind is a powerful thing. So maybe uh, he sort of just got in there and and uh, and did the work and and really buckled down um, with the team and everything. And maybe they did find something. Maybe they did do some testing. Um, and you know, but I guess we'll never know.
2: No, it doesn't sound like, <laughs> like it. Maybe
1: maybe uh, I mean, Cooper just wanted to think that it was mental. Maybe they didn't tell him that they changed the bike. Who knows?
2: <laughs> or maybe they told me they did and they didn't. Who like? <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, uh, oh, this is way better. Yeah, well, we didn't change anything. Okay, right, well.
2: right. <laughs> well, well, speaking of Cooper Webb, Phil makes a prediction about Cooper.
5: Phil, how do you think Coop's going to do this year? What's your What's your opinion? What's your prediction for Super Cost? Last year started
6: a little bit rough, but if you find <laughs> you know point two percent in the whoops, it's game over. You now
5: hey, Coop, when you have a big crash like you did in Dallas, and I it wasn't that big. Okay.
6: Well, oh, really? Oh. It wasn't that big. Okay. He rolled out of it pretty easy. Yes, I would have.
0: <laughs> um, you know what he texted me that night? What? He goes, if you would have just got on your bike and rolled around, you still would have got 11th <laughs> in that main. And then if you would have just lined up on the gate for the main yes. event three, Jeez. there was already guys out. You would have gotten, uh, instead of. Eighth overall, you would have gotten a six. I don't and, care how bad
5: know. it hurts. Get on it, you know. Oh, obviously. what about what about you at Dallas, Phil? When uh, you crashed on your RMZ 250 there, <laughs>
6: uh, if you just would have got up, Phil. Besides, I almost lost my leg, but yeah. I no, mean, if you just would have got up, I Phil. Would, that was press day, though.
2: All right, so we got a prediction, a Ray, which I agree with, and we got some more ball busting. Steve kind of called out Phil on that. What do you think?
1: Oh yeah, I mean I. I... I agree with him one hundred percent. if like he said, he said if Coop, you know, got two percent better in the whoops, which he's already really good at, um, then it's game over. You know what I mean? So I completely agree with Phil with him saying that and then uh, with the whole him getting up thing, I don't know, man. He hit the ground pretty damn hard. Oh yeah. Yeah, but yeah. but that sounds
2: like something Phil it just makes sense that Phil would text him that though. That that's Oh one hundred percent. Like if, I'm sure when Cooper got that message, he wasn't like, like, what the hell is he talking about? He's probably like, that's typical, Phil. That's just what I would expect. Oh yeah. All right, and we can't have Phil in studio without freaking a, a- mark calling in. It's just, I mean, they're they're bonded together
0: forever. We we well, let's just listen to the audio real quick went to oklahoma did some supercross testing with the merge crew and then Mm -hmm. i ended up getting covid actually um so yeah i was out for out for like a week with covid and uh yeah now we're back
5: and how did phil treat the Uh, the news that you got covid i didn't even
3: want you to go there
0: uh, i
5: do
3: (laughs) how did phil
5: treat that news
0: he laughed at me, and he's like, yeah, I probably got it, too, a while back, and, you know, whatever. Right. I just trained through it. But, I mean, I lost my sense of smell, but that was kind of about it. Right.
6: So. Um, did your sense of smarts come back yet or no? Still looking for your marbles, huh? <laughs> no,
3: no. And I like how we don't even call him Alex. By yeah. Way. He's just... Okay.
6: That's... He, he did reject. Yes. He ex- yes. Want, Phil? How much did you fucking reject that name, dude? You well, hated me. Because it was it. condescending. You we were, almost got in fistfights over with. that. <laughs> yes, I am. Now you make fun of yourself. I oh, added the train to
0: you, troll. I added the train. Here, I want, part of, I want part of the fucking YouTube money. When Phil and I were living together, I did try and beat up Phil, but I literally just didn't have the physical strength <laughs> capable of taking him down. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm
6: going to fuck you up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but now. Uh, checkers, a recurring theme with Phil.
4: Which one? Him talking crap to his teammates yes. and friends, and, yes, and whatnot, yes, and and his witty answers are amazing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God, you see, now this show was funny last week. eh. Well, how about you, A Ray? I mean, how how much of uh, how long could you hang with Phil, being one of your buddies?
1: I think I could. I think I could take it because I mean, I dish it out just as much as you know as the next guy. So I mean, I feel like I could take. I could. I could hang with the best of them. Okay, so you let know, me ask I, you. The, I, I'm oh, used to it. I've I've had a whole whole my my whole life been called sketchy, all that shit. So, hey, well, I'm in it.
2: That's what I wanted to bring up, though. Just since you said that, you don't like it very much when Pulp Nation fucks with you about cattywampus, though. But is it different because it's your buddies?
1: Yeah, it's a little different whenever it's coming from a buddy, not someone that you don't even know who has never even ridden a fucking dirt bike before.
2: Yeah, that's fair <laughs> enough. I think that's that's fair. But it's it is kind of interesting to hear that Amart did have COVID. I I have to assume he actually was diagnosed. He doesn't just think he had it. Uh but what do you think about the topic they've brought up a couple times in the last few weeks of guys getting it on purpose or if that was even a good
1: idea? it seems kind of it just seems yeah dumb. because you're exempt from taking a test for like 90 days you have like some type of antibodies or something like that i hell i wanted to go kiss someone with covid too <laughs> okay <laughs> all right all right uh fair good, fair
2: enough um here's something so that it actually
4: is about the. it's about the test that you don't have to take afterwards it's not the you're not going to get it. Yeah, Um, yeah, right. I don't know enough about the science, but that's the reason that they're talking about it and bringing it up is because you don't have to take the test, so then you can't potentially miss races because you can't fail a test. Okay, that makes sense to me. That was something I was wondering about.
2: Yeah. Something else that Phil would almost certainly make fun of but is actually a really good idea is Seal Savers. Since 1999, Seal Savers has offered the ultimate protection to the off-road industry. Seal Savers is the original fork seal protection, starting with the original Seal Savers to prevent dirt, dust, and mud from getting into your fork seals. Seal Savers has since revolutionized fork seal protection with their Zip-On Seal Savers, making installation a breeze. Check out their full line of Moto products as well as intuitive products for your side-by-side, Uh, Seal Savers is the original and the ultimate when it comes to protection. Enter the code PULP25 for 25% off Sealsavers.com. Although I'm sure he would like to save the 25%. Um, Anyway, moving on. I appreciate Seal Savers. Mason's going to be on next week, and we are going to give a set of those away. So we talked about the Cooper Webb's marriage being brought up and busting balls with Seth and Checkers. You said, you know, Rarick called in. And defended himself, but I kind of feel like he was like, "Yeah, you're right." I kind of just fucked up, basically. Like I felt like he proved Phil's point.
4: I mean, he definitely went right along with it, right? Yeah. He, he verified everything that Phil said was that happened. Um, but I think he was defending himself of it's not normal to know better about ironing suits. Oh. Not everybody knows yes. about ironing suits and and stuff, which. I can agree with because anytime I've worn a suit, which isn't very often, and I don't think a lot of motocrossers wear them very often. Nope. Typically, they, uh, I get one or I'll rant in the tux, you know, or it goes comes from the dry cleaner, you know, or it goes to the dry cleaner. Like, I don't, but I don't, I've never really had to fly with one, I guess, other than in a bag. So, right. Um, I'd, I'd probably I just throw it in the dryer. A little bit on that.
2: Yeah. I, I, it was good just having him call in anyway. And, and I liked A Ray that he had, he admitted to, yeah, leaving with the chick that he met. That sounds like you.
1: Oh. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. That was sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you- it's just it, 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 when you get into that mindset, it, there's there's only one song playing in your ha- in your head. It's just seek and fucking destroy. Metallica. You know. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. So I I get that one hundred percent because I've been guilty of doing that for sure, <laughs> uh, numerous times. But <laughs> but uh, but to be honest, whenever they were talking about the wedding stuff. I, l- I actually learned a lot from Phil there because I didn't know you had to do any of that shit.
2: <laughs> right. True. True. Yeah, yeah. I've never had to do any of that either. Like I, I don't wear a suit. I borrowed a suit once for a funeral. But I'll, yeah, that's uh, and all yeah all the other stuff I've never had to deal with either. But uh, were you a little bit jealous from his story? Just like I, I, I know you have your share of chicks, man. But, you know, Seth got one. You didn't. Were you a little jealous?
1: I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm always – yeah, <laughs> of course. I'm always jealous.
2: All right. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I love it. Hey ray you're the best, man. Hey, alright hey right, A-Ray, you've been in studio quite a few times. When – say 45 minutes to an hour before showtime, what do you think about Steve's prep and what he's doing and all the things that are going on? Have you ever sat there and just watched what he's doing, getting ready for a show?
1: I mean, no, not really. I okay. I mean – to to be honest, maybe, I mean, we're just, like, sort of eating some food, like, before him. We're eating some snacks, and he goes down, and then he just sort of, like, goes over the reeds. Yeah. And then that's, that's sort of it. I mean, I think he's already got everything pretty much set up. And, like, Marks and those guys already have everything, like, dialed in. And he's just hit the freaking button.
2: Okay. You're making it sound simpler than when I was there, I guess, because –
1: It must have just been been crazy when you're in there because he must have been, like, shaking in his boots. like, oh, my God, I got Darkseid in the studio. Shit's about to pop off. (laughs) Like, what's about to happen?
2: I I don't think that was the case, but he was definitely putting some show notes together. And, you know, I was like... Yeah, he
1: definitely has his notes. He he for sure has his notes.
2: Okay. I was just curious what you've seen because, I I mean, I sat there and put my notes together at the same time. I was like, yeah, you don't have to... I, I know that Steve doesn't want to have to babysit so I was like dude you don't have to worry about me I'm good and I was just curious what your experience was like but that's that's a little insight that's the kind of stuff he wants me to ask the guys that have been in studio checkers you have not been in studio right
4: um I went in studio once last year oh that's right yeah So like right at showtime yeah yeah so I didn't see any of the prep or anything um and was more of just a sit in the show I mean I was on a little bit but it wasn't really like a yeah show host, I wouldn't say per se but um at least got to see a little bit of the magic and I think it was one of the early shows at his newer new yeah, studio now yep. so like it, it wasn't super far into that so that was cool to see um and I think it was it was one of the first video shows as well actually
2: Yes um, I I ve- I do remember so. that now cuz I, I don't I, I don't think it was that lo- that far before I actually ended up meeting you up in Iowa
4: Seems that could be true yeah I don't yeah. remember for sure
2: Um Okay, cool. Let's check this. I, I like. Hopefully, he'll get you in studio for a full show because I think you're really good, and uh, you know, big part of Race Tech. So he, he needs to do that. That'd be that'd be rad to have you in. Um, I'd be nervous. <laughs> ah, no, you wouldn't see. They they kept giving me shit, and even a Ray, right? A Ray called me. Oh, and, dude, I was
1: a, I was a big. I was like, dude, you better not fold. You better not fold. Shit, I, I got this, a <laughs> Ray. Dude, I feel like I feel like you were a little starstruck. You like you froze up a bit.
2: See, I I don't think that at all. I was just trying to not talk over people because that's I hate that shit. So you got to
1: get your words in, bro. You got to get it in. You well, got to be like RV sometimes. You know, just talk over them.
2: Eh, I don't want to talk over, but I promise you next time I'll talk more. Um, <laughs> and just so everybody knows, Pookie said I'm an, I'm welcome anytime. So I may just show up one Monday night. Knock knock knock. Here I am. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the dark side. Look, oh, hey, what's up, dark side? Yeah, yeah.
2: I'm here, dude. Uh okay, X-Brand Tear Off segment. Uh I want to this I didn't take a whole lot from this particular X-Brand te- uh, tear off segment, but we're going to listen to this. How much money do you think Steve spent on Pookie's custom closet remodel?
3: Wait a minute. Do I have to say this within 30 seconds cuz we have a lot of disgusting to do. I did not know about this <laughs> custom closet remodel. For Christmas. He wants to go backwards Wait, before we you, go forwards. Did you
6: barter? Did you barter?
3: You know, last time I came here, you rented the movie theater. Yeah. This is even
5: worse. What about the floors?
3: Oh, the $12,000 floors. uh, I'm disgusted by all this. I even asked Pookie today. You were there. Do you wake up in the middle of the night believing that you're in a dream because you were dating this greaseball Mm -hmm. motorcycle mechanic, and now he turned out to be a millionaire? Her spending is out of hand. Yes.
5: (laughs) So, hey, Ray,
2: do, do you think that Pookie wakes up thinking she's living in a dream? Does it sound about
1: accurate? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't think she she knew that the podcast was gonna freaking blow up one right. day, and like the guy that she married is just gonna be balling. You know what I mean? So
2: <laughs> he's I mean, a millionaire. I don't <laughs> like Ammar. He's a millionaire. Like a- he's got thirty million dollars in the bank. Like a- mark
1: Oh my gosh, thirty million, dude! That's so much. But no, I mean, his, I mean, their house is sick. Oh yeah, you know. So I mean, I feel like no, she's not living in waking up and thinking it's a dream. No, but it,
2: it's, it's funny because of weed hey, being... If I
1: was her, I'd be taking full advantage of it, though. I'd be getting the credit card and going to the freaking mall.
2: Yeah. Well, didn't he say at one time they were talking about something was on her credit card checkers, but now it's on his credit card, and she was supposed to pay for something. I don't even remember what it was. It was one of the bills, but now he pays for yeah, it. Was
4: like a phone bill or something. Yeah. A cable yeah.
2: Bill or... Right. Yeah. But, you know, Pookie... Look, Steve... Steve plays this role of of Steve Mathis, of Pulp MX, but the dude loves Pookie, and he takes care of her, and it's pretty sweet. And the fact that Weege is just blown away by spending money on your woman, as is Phil, who we're going to talk about, it's just, man, how do they stay married, Checkers?
4: I don't know, but, I mean, Steve didn't have to spend money on Pookie, right? Like, I think she... She, I don't think she intended it for him to not be a mechanic, right? <laughs> right? Like She was going along with the lifestyle of it's going to be fun. We're going to have fun together and then just kind of figure things out from there. Maybe. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they, at least the persona we see on pulp, which I feel is pretty genuine. Like Steve pretty much puts his personality out there in front of everybody. Yeah. Um, not scared to show it. I mean, that's, that's who he is. And I think that's how their relationship is. I mean, it seems pretty solid and pretty strong and, you definitely would know when Kiefer's in too, right? Because he brings out that but he'd bring out the negatives in the relationship and just pick at them if, yep. if they were there, or he'd be trying to fix them. And he really doesn't have a lot he's trying to fix with them.
2: No, they 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 have a really. I'm a, I'm a romantic like Kiefer is. I'm not a hound dog like A Ray, and <laughs> I uh I think it's sweet, man. I think the relationship's sweet. I love it. I love.
1: Yeah, I, I think so too. I think they have they have a good they have a good duo there. That's, yes, they they work well together. Yeah, if sure.
2: you've, I know you guys are huge huge fans of the wrap up show, so you've probably heard all the hello pookies that I've done. But she adores him, and I, I know the fe- feeling goes both ways, and it's pretty rad. Uh, last thing on X brand tear offs. Hey Ray, have you noticed the last two weeks? Like the the thirty seconds is out the door. Yeah, what's up with that? They they don't have a stopwatch or nothing. They just quit. Like you don't even hardly hear the because it's just whatever. It's fifteen minute stories. Or it, 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 Steve has really lost control during the X brand tear off segments.
1: Jeez, this
2: might be his last year. You never well, know. He did say that. He did say that. So once again, I'm here, man. I'm ready. I, I'm ready to fill the shoes.
1: <laughs> there you go, dude. You have to go. You have to fly to Vegas all the time.
2: That that would be difficult, but we'll we'll figure it out. Maybe maybe race tech can step up. And speaking of race tech, the race tech rant, my favorite subject. Normally, last week was a little weak. Uh, Pope twenty to save at race tech, but uh, let's let's listen to a little bit of some rants.
5: Everything's new about me. I'm trying to bring a new attitude. I'm trying to be a new guy. I'm trying to be okay. improved. I'm trying to be all of that yep. for Good the new year. But
3: is this is your last year. This is my last year. Okay, all right.
5: But the race tech rant of the night is can you imagine this weekend the NFL playoffs are kicking off? With six- oh, here
3: we go. Okay. It's the annual rant. Yes. Go ahead. Some things aren't going to change. Uh, okay. Some things are not going to change. <laughs> All right.
5: Can you imagine the NFL kicking off some playoff games not knowing the teams that are playing? My struggle?
6: Getting a number.
5: <laughs> we already discussed this. Yes. That That's my
6: race stick rant. I, I cannot find out how to get a number you're telling me in order for me to do a press release which i would like to do in january sometime i can't do it because i can't officially get a fucking number to do it i don't but i don't like like this, how this mental is that who, I, I okay wait a minute wait, what a, minute, what you wait, you wait got, a minute you have to wait for the outdoor credentials to come out wait oh really that's what oh that's what I, they said like, oh wait. i
5: thought you couldn't figure out the website but so you did figure it out they just said it's not available no it's just you have to wait till
6: april or May or March or April, and I'm like, "What? How does that make sense?"
3: This number conversation is like Jake and Skip going out back for me right now. Okay, it's all we've and- been talking about for six hours. How we have upstairs we downstairs, downstairs talked
6: about it? That's oh true. yeah,
5: the, we talked about number one hundred eleven and number one hundred one and number one hundred all day.
2: All right, checker, Since you're the race tech man, I'm gonna let you have first dibs. Uh, Steve's Steve's, you know, has been. We've heard it year after year. He's not wrong. Give me something on the race tech Rants. What would you think? And you could even talk about JT or uh, uh, Weejas as well, if you'd like, about outliers.
4: No, I'm not touching on Weejas because I was more confused afterwards than I same. was before. Same, same. So I'm out on that one. Okay. But as far as the East and West Coast, yeah, I'm a fan of the sport and it sucks. It's yep. absolutely stupid. I There's so many good storylines. Like, that's the thing of, is Forkner going to bounce back? Is he going to hold it all together? Well, hard to talk about that when you don't know who he's racing. Or is he just you know, can he win all the races or something on those lines, um, you know, Moseman switching teams but not really switching bikes completely like all the stuff that you could talk about, but we can't talk about it. I'm keep ranting at that. And the fact of the matter is they could make the teams commit to a coast ahead of time because they are partners. They do work together. And then yeah, there's a clause in there of you can change your coast if there's an injury or whatever, like you know, let them change a certain amount of riders because obviously I want guys to be able to switch to a later coast if they get hurt because I want the most guys to get the most races on the starting line. Sure, but the fact that the teams are just holding it back, it in it, and Steve is saying it from a journalist standpoint of uh, he wants to give them press and they're arguing, you know, or they're keeping themselves from getting press, which is hurting their sponsorships. It's it's dumb. Obviously, I. I guess I'm a little fired up about it too. <laughs> yeah, well,
2: it's easy to get fired up about. I mean, like you said, we we try to do, or I try, I was invited to do a 250 preview pod with another podcast, and like it's almost impossible. Hey Ray, I mean, it's a big deal. I think it's a big deal in our sport. I think Steve's right. I hate saying that sometimes, but is it? Does it get old here in the same rant year after year?
1: Um. Yes, but I can see where he's coming from oh, because obviously he's, he's, he's a media guy. He's a journalist. His job is to report on the sport and whenever stuff is being, you know, you know, I don't know, like hidden, you know, and everyone's like, Oh, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. It's sort of hard for him to do his job. And, yeah. I, and I get that too. And, and even as a fan, you know like you want to know who's racing who i mean like me i I race a 450 class but i'm still a fan of the sport i love this sport i want to know who's racing each coast you know i want to know who's racing who so i i completely understand
2: absolutely i i guess we're all on board on that one and uh, jt at first had no rant he came back with one about the inconsistencies of covid safety so you guys check that out if you haven't listened already Uh, I also want to thank Guts Racing, which was established in 1990 as a premier off-highway seat manufacturing company, offering high-performance seat covers and foam for motocross, supercross, and off-road competition. Guts Racing has worked with every top rider at some point in their career, from Steve Lampson and McGrath in the 90s to Ricky Carmichael and James Stewart in the 2000s, and today with Rockstar Husky, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, and many more. If it's style and performance you want, you come to the right place. Check out gutsracing.com. For info on many of the products offered, such as the Phantom Light Seat Foam. Thanks, Andy Gregg, once again, for being back on board. And speaking of Guts Racing, they are a sponsor of HEP Motorsports this year. Dustin Pipes came on, had some good stuff. I'm a big fan of Dustin's checkers. I love the fact that these, you know, smaller, quote, almost privateerist teams come into the sport. And HEP has grown into a pseudo-factory Suzuki team. Uh, and i think he had a lot of good stuff i especially liked his discussion on adam intonap which we're going to talk about what do you think of dustin
4: Uh big big dustin pipes fan i worked with him for many 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 years as a racer yep Um stoked to see the team growing and i mean twisted Tea becoming on as a sponsor awesome he knows the sport super well because he's not far off of being a racer. I mean, he literally, the first year they ran the team, he was still riding for it. Yep. Yep. Um, he was, he you know, only a few seasons ago. So I like his perspective because he relates to the riders really well. Um, and at the same point, his dad, who's also part of the team has been around the sport for a long time, promoting racers on that side of things and stuff too. So I think they bring a really, really close understanding of the sport to how they run their race team. And they see value in it a little bit differently, which he gets into with the Epic that thing. So, Um, I like to hear that perspective of how they're growing their program because it's a growing program and what they're doing and what steps they're taking and and stuff like that. And the thing that stood out to me was um, they talked about the suspension thing and um, Clark Jones over there being part of the program and and whatnot. And Dustin said he's on board with whatever works best. Yeah. And I really – that stood out to me because I feel like that's how you grow a program is you, you have to put good motorcycles under the riders first and foremost. And reliable motorcycles, and then the rest can come because you can get good riders with a good bike, um, and they'll get you good results, which helps your team stay around.
2: Uh, absolutely. Uh, a Ray, so I, <laughs> you you were on that team at one point, correct? Of course, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I I had <laughs> I wanted to use this audio, but I ch- I thought Steve might get mad, but I actually had Dustin on last week, ask some of the very same questions. That's okay, Steve. You can follow me, Uh and then I had Brandon Hartraft on last night. And we talked about the team dynamic there, having a guy like Adam, who, openly out outwardly to the public, is always up and happy. Even when he's not, he at least go, when he's outside that truck, nobody's going to know he's upset. And I think that spills over to the other guys, and it's inf- and, 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 and infectious. And when you were there, it was really like crazy at that truck. And I think Kyle Chisholm at times was probably like, "Oh my god."
1: Well, no, I th- I honestly thought that all three of us, whenever I was on the team, chilled really well together. I thought it was the dream team. It was it was me, Chiz, and Seven Deuce Deuce. Yeah. And we'd be upstairs getting ready, getting our gear on. Like, Seven Deuce Deuce would be rapping. I'm over there dancing, and then Chiz is over there just, like, laughing at us yep. both, you know. So it was a cool dynamic. And, you know, you're right about Adam. He's always upbeat. He's always got a smile on his face. I've seen him pissed too, before. But he doesn't let anybody else, anybody else see that, you know, so it's it's pretty good.
2: Yeah, that's my point is I've seen him mad too in the truck. But when he oh, steps yeah. out of the truck and there's a, if there's a fan around, if it's during when the fans are in the pits, people are not going to see
1: that side of him. Dude, um, he's hugging fans, yes. kissing babies, yep. you know, all the shit. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I, I, lo- I really like that team. I really enjoyed Dustin. Uh, you know, I liked what he had to say about – Brandon, which he talked about, that they had talked to Brandon, you know, at the end of outdoors, but he just didn't think there was any way that Brandon wasn't going to get re-signed by a two hundred and fifty team, and then it didn't work out, and they scored with him. Uh, I think you know he's Brandon's probably going to not be obviously a podium guy more than likely this year, unless something we're just blown away by something. But and He's riding
1: really well. I mean, uh, yeah. Let me let me just say this: I've done a lot of motos with him. Um, you know, I've been riding a lot with him. I've even been up to HEP with him and ridden you know weeks at a time we've put in a lot of effort uh and riding together this year and he is on pace to be riding really really well and one thing too about about dustin as a uh as like a team manager you guys he was saying you know like you know he was a rider he has his best interest and he looks out for guys and you know works well with anything that they put on the bike they want it just to be the best yeah which is 100 percent true because Whenever I was on the team, I remember I showed up to the track one day and Dustin was riding my bike around and he comes back, Hey, your bike, I heard it. It's making a noise. You're not riding today. Something's wrong with it. We're going to fix it. You can ride tomorrow. I'm like, wow. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just like, like, he cares about his riders. So, like, he's like, Hey, if something's wrong, don't ride it. Don't risk it. You're not going to get hurt. There's a bigger picture. Let's fix it, evaluate, and get better.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And, and in 19 at A1, they had the exhaust issue. You were on the team then, right? Uh, yes, I was. Yeah. And he, I was the
1: only one at Anaheim that did run the Bills pipe, though.
2: Yeah, yeah. I,
1: I, I did run it because I didn't want to change anything on race day.
2: Right. But he was willing to do whatever it took. I mean, I think they had to go get exhaust from somewhere else. They had to leave the stadium and go get exhaust, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe, maybe they got it
1: from uh, JGR, actually. But... No, I, I think they just went uh, straight to Chino because Chino's right around the corner. They, oh, okay. They went straight to Chino to get the Yoshimura uh, pots. Okay, well, either way, that.
2: either way, he was doing whatever it took that day to make things right. Make because, yeah, Chiz was damn sure not happy that day. But uh, no, anyway, yeah. I don't think any of us were. Right, right. But <laughs> Dust, Dustin was great on the show. Uh, he talked about the Twisted T deal, which I think is fantastic. So look for good things out of that team this year. And it was cool having him on the Pulp Mech show. And uh, hey, those who ride dirt bikes, motorcycles, and ATVs, as well as UTVs, know Motorsport is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear, and accessories. Motorsport.com's dedicated team of gearheads have the knowledge and expertise to get your ride working at peak performance and have you looking good, too. Whether you race on the track, ride on the trails, or commute on the street, make your next ride your best ride only at motorsport.com. As I had a package show up today from Motorsport. Thank you, guys. Took two days to get it here. It's perfect. Okay, we are, uh, we're, we're nearing the end of this thing. We had a few more things to talk about. Briefly, I just want to say how rad, Checkers, it was to have Shorty call in from across the freaking world after what had to be just mentally a devastating, emotionally a devastating ordeal and sound so up and be willing to just be him. I mean, he's just a rad dude.
4: I miss Andrew Short in the sport, that's for sure. And, I mean, the thing to key in on there a little bit, and um, I think maybe Phil or JT kind of also brought it up, is that they train all year for this one event. And it's not like we're going to go get them next week. It's, <laughs> right. It's yeah. over for the whole year. And it wasn't even his fault. And then he goes on to elaborate into all the different things that were going on and the issues. And he just nonchalantly mentions, I don't know how I'm getting home because I don't. I think they shut the airports down. And just keeps talking like nothing. Not feel sorry for me. Nothing like that. Just everything's okay. Life's good. <laughs> uh, unbelievable. Uh, I haven't heard from Shorty. He hasn't been on the show in it seems like forever, which, I mean, I guess he's he's not – in the sport as much right now, but still such a good guest.
2: Yeah, I think it might have been last year about this time with we're, we're talking about Dakar and, and Rally, maybe. But, uh, yeah, and then him t- talking about being broke down in the desert, A-Ray, for hours on a satellite phone trying to fix shit, and then the organization, Dakar organization comes through and is like, hey, dude, are you done? Because basically you may be spending the night if you're not. I'm out at that point. I'm not spending the night in the middle of the desert by myself.
1: Dude, could you imagine all the sounds and like weird noises, like all the critters out there be making? I would be freaking out. Yeah. Luckily, he had that phone and he could he could talk to the team. He was saying, and uh, you know, I mean, it, I my heart goes out to him, dude, because you know oh, that yeah. shit's tough. That's yep. tough. You know, that's a tough pill to swallow. Whenever you're on the phone with the team, you're trying everything, and it's not your fault. And you're just like, what do I do? What do I do? You know, I mean. Jeez, that's that's a bummer, man. But, it is, but man. yeah, Shorty was a good good uh good listen on the on the show for sure.
2: Yep. All right, let's talk about some hot takes real quick.
5: Here's my hot take, all right, for 450 supercross. The 450 Supercross Championship will come down to Tomac, Webb, Osborne, or Adam. Oh, no, I, think I, Roxen, I think that's foolish. It's Ken
3: Rockson, dude. Ken Roxon is good. He is. Ken Rockson's good. He is. I would, not, I would not remove him from contender.
5: It's not the Tour de France. It's they're not the not, Tour de they're France. They're
2: crossing it's, the countryside for 100 miles. This is a mom. Okay, there could be a lot of different ways to go with this, Alex Ray. I'm with Steve, man. I don't have Kenny in my top four. but I,
1: absolutely- I, don't, I honestly don't either. I mean, I think he'll finish up there. Yeah. But I don't have him in my top four. For the title. Right. No. He'll be,
2: he'll have good races. He'll probably win a race, but consistently, like Steve said, he's probably going to have his bad races. Like he talked about, you know, last year at Salt Lake City, when there was multiple races in a row, things didn't always go well. And ever since the injuries, he's had issues come up at times with health wise or whatever. But I can also see Checker's, the other side of the coin that, like JT said, it's a little crazy to rule him out before the season even starts.
4: Yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't agree. I mean, I have okay. to think it's crazy because because twenty twenty was super weird, and there was that long break, and then all the races at Salt Lake City, um, and more so because of the long break and what that potentially did to guys. Um, so I don't think that you can read into you know you got to look at going into Salt Lake. It was a one-point gap or tied, I believe, with Tomac and uh, Kenny leaving Daytona. So at that point in the series, which was about halfway, he was in the title mix and had just as good a chance to win as anyone just a year ago. And I somewhat have to throw out Salt Lake because it was such a curveball to everyone. They weren't going racing, and then they were going racing. And part of me thinks that, and I could be completely wrong, but Maybe Kenny never intended to ride outdoors at all last year. And so when they initially were going to go outdoors first, did he quit riding, go on vacation, and say, oh, I'm off for a while, I'm going to take some time to rest and recover. And then the Salt Lake News comes up, and he has to try to ride himself back into shape, and things just didn't didn't come back together. Yeah. So I'm willing to throw that stuff out a lot more willing than I am to say both AC and Osborne are going to take a step up above him. Okay. For both of them, not just one of them and that you throw Kenny completely out. Is uh, 2021 also going to be a little weird and, and whatnot? Yes, but at the same point, they know what they're doing as they're preparing coming into it, that it's going to be weird. So I'm not saying that Roxanne's the favorite to win the title by any means. Yeah, um, I give that to Cooper Webb, but I would say Roxanne's on my top three list of guys that could win it. He could not win it, and I wouldn't be surprised, but if he won it, I wouldn't be surprised, and I'm certainly not writing him off or even close to writing him off going into the opening round.
2: Okay, this is off the pulp topic. I apologize, but if I were to tell you that one of the riders not mention another writer, not mentioned in that top four, has been working Kenny regularly in the last couple of weeks, would that change your opinion?
4: Not at all, because I'm assuming you're talking about Sexton, and yeah, I look for him to win races and be extremely fast. Um, I just think he's a rookie, and I. Don't see him winning the championship. No, I, don't I either. Have, well, I would put him on the list going into the first race. Like you can't limit the list down to that many guys. Um, and if you are going to, then I think you have to go with Eli Tomac, Cooper Webb, and Ken Rockson. I think that has to be your three guys because they all a year ago were showing that they could be the guys. Um, Tomac coming back with the number one plate doesn't have a ton of question marks. The only question marks maybe heart and desire of. You know, he's done it now is he, is he done, and his outdoors were a little weird. Um, I think he's still re motivated. Webb, I think, has zero questions, honestly. I don't have any question marks with him. And then, Roxen, I mean, the only question mark there to me is, is only his health, and I I don't think that that's as big of a deal in Supercross if he has if he's able to prepare for it and plan for it. So, okay. um, no, it doesn't surprise me or scare me, though, that, that Chase is going faster. And at all. I mean, it was happening before outdoors from what I would heard is he was going extremely fast and he was extremely fast but you're still a rookie. AC yeah. was extremely fast last year too and um, that didn't really work out all that well.
2: <laughs> okay, that's not a bad point. Um, all right. A-Ray, uh, hey how about the fact that Phil was blown away that guys thought McElrath or AC was that much better than McElrath. Like, Phil was like, have like he just couldn't wrap his brain around that and I'm sp- like I can't bl- really I mean, nothing against Mack. I'm gonna rack.
1: I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to disagree. I I think I think that AC is is quite a ways better than Shane. Yeah. Shane's ridden the 450 class before. Um he rode Daytona, he was nowhere near the front. I just don't think that that there's any comparison there. I don't either. In my opinion, that's
2: why I was blown away that Phil was blown away. Like he didn't. No, he's he was
1: no. Shane was a club guy. Phil's a club guy. Yeah. They they have this this whole the like bond. butt buddy thing. So yeah. <laughs>
2: okay. All right. All right. I want to ask you also. They they later in the show, and we're almost at the end of our show. So they they talked about the sw- Steve had um, swing for the fences, and Phil, a Ray said that you know you're gonna get a main in the first five rounds. I don't do you how do you take that?
1: He said I'm not or I am. He said you will. Oh yeah, one hundred percent.
2: But like I, I took that like why is that a swing for the fences? Of course you're going why
1: to get a- yeah, why is that a swing for the fences? I I don't know. I mean I last year I was second race that made the main. Now look and I made the main all the way up until Tampa whenever I KO'd myself.
2: Right. <laughs> True. Now look this field right now is more stacked than last year's field ended up being, but I don't know that that's a swing. I don't, I won't, I wouldn't take that as a swing for the fences. Um, it
1: doesn't, it doesn't matter, dude. When the gate drops in that LCQ, anything can happen.
2: Yeah, boy. Watch out. Cade Clayson. Watch yeah, out. Cade Clayson. Yeah.
1: Out, Cade hey, Clayson. yeah Checkers is going to be watching right there. You know, yeah. Hey, anything can happen. Anything,
2: anything. Um, a
1: Ray could, a Ray's going to be inside gate going straight. <laughs>
4: Uh, He's not quitting.
2: Right. Oh, no doubt. No. Uh, okay. For the most uncomfortable segment of the night, Phil and Alexia. Just uh, checkers. Come on, man. What the hell is wrong with Phil?
4: <laughs> I mean, she seems very happy to be with him. I, I felt and-
2: so bad for her. I did think of A Ray a little bit because I think A Ray might be similar. But I was like, dude, she kept saying, oh, we're, we're going to fight. We're going to fight. Oh, I, it's you know my fault. Blah, blah. blah. I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah.
4: I mean, I picture A-Ray being Lance Romance, showing up with some flowers to the doorstep to take a lady out on a date. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm romantic, bro.
4: I'm, I, I put on all the stops.
2: Okay. Well, I like to hear that. That makes me happy, A-Ray. Uh, hey, even Chris uh, Kiefer called in checkers, and you you kind of talked about that in your notes.
4: Yeah, well, you know that it's a, it's an awkward situation or not only enough awkward, or were just unique because Kiefer couldn't even fix them. He couldn't even wrap his head around it, I don't know. Right. Think. No. Usually, you know, he'll call in and he'll talk some sense into you a little bit. You know, if if I get a phone call from Kiefer on a Tuesday, he's always asking about my relationship because that's real life who Kiefer is. Yep. And if I tell him something's going not going well or a little off or um I'm having questions about something. He's straightening me right up, and I leave the phone, and I know exactly what to do. He wasn't getting Phil to budge on anything. No. There was no, you need to do this or that. Or, you know, if you guys listen to Keefers Coffee with the Keefers with the Mathis's, like, yep. he was pushing Steve to, hey, you need to do a little more of this and, and whatnot. And he's like, yeah, you're right, eventually. And, and Steve doesn't like to say, yeah, you're right, ever. But Phil, no, nah, he wasn't budging on anything. No, <laughs> I mean, it was comical to me. I thought it was amazing. and
2: Oh, it was the fact funny. that
4: she was laughing the whole time was hilarious because, I mean, I think she's accepting Phil for who he is, I guess, which Ooh. is awesome, but it didn't seem like it was all that smooth.
2: It was uncomfortable, and Phil was uncomfortable, and I, I don't know. I, I was in a little group text with Chris and Heather at the time, and I was like, dude, <laughs> the five love languages like that Chris talks about, I've read that book, and I was like, Phil doesn't have a love language. There is, there is, he doesn't have one, so you can't even relate that book to him. But uh, and besides being uncomfortable with that, the next thing we're going to talk about is the JT versus Phil game. A Ray and Phil was not happy.
1: No, no, he wasn't. And and JT JT, it was like he was seeing red. He wanted it. He wanted that boom bottle so bad.
2: Yeah. Well, Phil did. Well, so did JT. But Phil wanted well, the, it, and A or JT had like no mercy. He wasn't even like, "Oh man,
1: here no, you go." He wasn't budging it at all. Not but at all. I feel like the the questions favored to JT a little bit more because Phil is actually still racing. JT, all of his shit was like, you know, year a few years ago. Yeah. You know, I'm mean, so. I mean, I feel like a lot of it. I don't know. I feel like well, it, it wasn't as fair. I guess you could say. I feel like they should have done a little bit different questioning, but that's well, my opinion.
2: Well, Phil actually had that argument, and Steve was like, "Well, yeah, kind of. You might be right, but too bad." So,
1: yeah. Yep. Yeah. I guess. I guess. That was the most
4: uh, excited. Uh, that was the most excited that JT was all night, and I think he got more excited as he saw how absolutely upset Phil <laughs> <he> was. <laughs> absolutely. He, was upset. he, he was, didn't care that about yeah. that yeah. boo bottle. JT, yeah, he didn't That's really the same care. Thing I wanted the whole time. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um out the door. Out the door, A Ray. What does out the door mean to you?
1: Uh shit. Out the door means like bot like exact price out the door. Like, hey, this is the exact amount I'm paying, like with tax, everything, yep. boom out the door
2: i agree yes. checkers
4: Ab- absolutely that's out the door that's the the whole point not a penny more i'm coming down with that much money you negotiate it ahead of time that's my cost out the door i'm coming to buy my new 450 i have this much money in hand we're loading her up on my truck after i hand you that much money yeah like there they no tax or fees everything's included in that whether well there is tax and fees in that there it's, is it's part of
2: yeah exactly like because steve brought that up or somebody one of them brought it up was like you don't or i think phil said you don't go to buy a car and then they add all these extra fees and steve or somebody was like yeah they do it's tax but but that's the point if you call and say i what's that car out the door it's tax title license everything that's your price so phil is right maybe they're all a little bit right depend on what you took from it but Ah, yeah, it was funny, and it got used a lot, and that's what we like. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll probably hear out the door coming in the future on other shows. Um, it's really all I have. I have a couple other little things I was going to talk about. I was going to, well, I'll just mention Weeds ordering coffee with cream and sugar from Starbucks. I'm not a that's coffee funny. guy. I'm not a coffee guy at all, so I don't get Starbucks. But that's that's the wrong way to go to Starbucks. Correct, hey, Ray.
1: Oh yeah 100 you got you gotta order all the fancy stuff with the freaking <laughs> the foo-foo yeah the foo-foo
2: yeah that that's typical though because hey Weege is just a basic dude man I mean he's cheap but he's pretty basic so I I get it I guess I I just told him I didn't want anything from Starbucks. I'll just take a Coke I'm good all right guys anything else on episode 449 checkers.
4: No, I think um, anything else, you should go listen to it. It was a really good episode. Uh, I think I texted you that even I was excited to do the wrap-up on this one because uh, the personalities and then all the people calling in for Phil, his whole fan club was, was awesome. So, it was. This yeah. was a good wrap-up, but I would definitely go back and listen to it. There's a lot of inside jokes that I think will come from it as well, carrying forward to future shows.
2: Absolutely. Hey, Ray,
1: uh, you, you yeah. enjoyed it. You got anything I... else?
4: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it was I like
1: I said, I think it was a great show. Uh, Phil was awesome. JT and Weej, always great guys, you know. And uh, yeah, I mean, everyone who called in, it was it was really uh, it was a really good show.
2: Yeah, so, and we got Kiefer great next to watch. week. Kiefer next week. That's gonna be. Uh, I I love when Kiefer's in. Uh, but hey, I, the last thing I wanted to bring up, I just see this on top of my notes that I forgot to talk about. In the in the game, Steve asked what they were each most famous for. And the two things that I thought of weren't the answers at all. I want to ask you first, A-Ray, what, what is Phil most famous for in your mind? What do you think about when you think of Phil?
1: Oh, trying to kill a Alessi, for sure.
2: Okay, okay. What about you, Checkers?
4: Fill in the fill in
1: Oh, wow.
2: Okay, <laughs> so everybody has different answers. My, my answer, the first thing I thought about was throat slit. You know, based off the pulp stuff that we talk about constantly, but I
4: don't know. Yeah, that's my second one. uh, It's interesting. I was surprised that neither one of those were on the list, um, which shows that 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 question was stupid as well. Well, (laughs) yeah, because it's definitely rigged bullshit.
2: (laughs) It's a little bit subject to you know, who you are your own opinion. Cause for JT, the first thing that came to my mind was always being angry at the races. So you know, like you could almost answer it. Anything. I mean, you could have said subway, you know, for JT or who or anything, but I still it's love the games. Reception. I love the games though. I just think that those types like the Kate, a Ray game, that was my favorite one. Probably tits versus tits. All that shit is awesome. So, all right, guys, uh, I think I'm going to, uh, you know what? Last thing I promise on YouTube, List uh, viewer, her name was Becca, she asked, she said that she had heard some rumors that there might be more Supercrosses in Speedway infields in the future, like next year. I have not heard that. What, do you think that's something that they would do, Checkers? Do you think that's something they... I know they're doing at Atlanta this year, but they're not doing it because that was the original plan. That's just what worked out. I, I don't see that happening, but what do you think?
4: Um, the only reason I could see it is just the price of renting a NASCAR oval might be real, real cheap because the sport's obviously shrinking. Like, they're they're struggling and maybe looking, those motorsports complexes are looking for something and they might, see, you know, there's amenities there and stuff. There's nice pits and, yeah. and that side of things too, which is a huge part for Supercross. Um, as far as my feelings on it, I they're in a metro area, so that part's cool still. The only thing is, it depends what they do at the track because if it's like Daytona, I'm out. I mean, as a fan, it would, Drive me absolutely insane. If they do something like straight rhythm back and forth with a couple more turns, I'm all in, like full on Supercross, just more straightaway. Yeah, um, I think for incredible racing, and maybe they would look at it also on a, you know, I don't think they would look at it so much as as that, but a way to get 450s a little more room to open up, because obviously we've talked about like a 450 can go <laughs> triple quad quad down a rhythm and be the other end of the stadium in three hops. Sure. Uh, so that could be a benefit, but. I don't necessarily see that because Feld has so many business relationships with all these stadiums. I think that's a part that people don't oh, and Monster
2: Jam's is. in them. They have Monster Jam.
4: Yeah, and and all that and I, they'd have to establish all these relationships with the with the NASCAR ovals. So, um, yeah. nothing that I've heard or anything, but if they build cool tracks then I'd be all for it.
2: Hey, Ray, you you, you don't think it's going to happen, do you? Uh
1: no, probably not. Um it would be kind of cool. I mean, Daytona's always sick, but I don't. I don't really think I would see it. See it happening. I mean, Not with more. Supercross, it's just. It's just a different feeling. You have the lights, you have the fans, you have, everything, the music, the opening ceremonies, the fireworks. I mean, you could have all that with, the you know the other speedway. Um, thing, but. I just don't really see it. See it happening.
2: I don't either. She asked the question. She asked if I'd bring it up. So. There you go, Becca. Uh, other than that, A Ray, Checkers, thank you so much. That's a wrap, guys.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you.
2: Yes, sir. See you, Checkers. All right. Man.
1: See you. There you go. All right. Bye.
6: Why would you want to re talk re-talk about the pulp show?
1: Thank
3: yeah.